Hey, welcome to the episode. Today we're doing a topic about threads. This is our emergency threads broadcast. This needs to get out there right now while it's in the zeitgeist. We do have a couple of other uh, topics queued up for you, but which we're going to talk about next week, maybe, or we'll just drop it in the middle of this week anyway. Um, but this one, this one's got to go out. It's, it's threads, guys. It's it's to- being talked about. We're going to talk about threads. Let's talk about threads. So, okay. So today we're talking about Twitter versus threads and just let's just like lay our thoughts bare, right? Like mm-hmm. let's just get it all on the table. I think what, what are the big questions we, we want to go over this week? I think one of them for me is, do we think threads will replace Twitter? Nah, not going to happen. My big question is when are these Twitter clones going to die? Because we've got like what, seven now? Seven fragmented Twitter alternatives for audiences to go to. Uh, it's not going to be threads. It ain't. It's just not. The, have you seen the logo? The logo has six 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 in it. Like oh, it's no. Does yeah, it? I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Check it out. There's there's three sixes in the logo, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay, thanks, Mark <laughs> from the company called Meta," which means like what devil or something in Hebrew or evil. <laughs> so wow, it's just I extremely on point. Yep, and the third one's in the negative space. So if you look at the black instead of the white. You'll see the final six. The logo is kind of cool. The name is kind of cool. I do like threads. However, it feels like somebody was just hanging out in Slack in a Slack thread. And they were just like, what should we call this Yeah, thing? what are we going like, to call it, bro? Threads. Yeah, man. Who got that one? Let's call it inline reply. <laughs> so so you don't think, you don't think that, uh, that threads has a chance? No, not at all. So here's why I think that it does. I hope that it doesn't. And... I won't use it. If Twitter dies, I will go back to text messaging or just use <laughs> Signal, something like that. I will not yeah. use threads. I, yeah. I I do not want to use Facebook. I do not want to use Instagram. I just I I'm not I'm not a I'm not a grammar. Like I'll send people pictures in Signal if I want to send it to people. Like I'm not just posting shit out to the world. Uh, sorry for the rubber ducky, but. Here's why I think it can work. Reason number one, people have short memories. So just like what you were saying, the public opinion seems to have changed about Mark Zuckerberg in recent years. And so it's really easy for public opinion to change over time. So even if everybody hates Mark, I don't I don't think that will be enough of a reason for them not to use threads if it's convenient or they can make money out of it or you know whatever their multiple reasons are. And again, like people seem to have forgotten that he leaked how much, like how much data did he leak through his dodgy app? App permissions right? like that was willfully yeah. ignored and people have forgotten about that so they are going to go and give all their data to threads and eventually it'll all get leaked because somebody at facebook just doesn't care and they haven't made enough money to make problems go away uh, but yeah people have short memories so that's one that's one reason two instagram is bigger than twitter by a significant margin I, I think the numbers I read this week were Twitter. And so don't quote me on this exactly, but it's about an or like it's about a 10 X difference. Twitter's around 250 million monthly actives and Instagram is 2 billion monthly actives. So you've already got this user base. People can sign up and already have a friend group. So they don't have this cold start problem like all these Twitter clones do where they're trying to get you to join 
and then get all your friends to join and then get all the content across they can use they're linking the data like it's very clear that they're linking the data from the beginning so you get all your friends from instagram and it's just another way to communicate with your instagram friends in a more textual format than pictury format which is kind of something that instagram has been missing for a while people use it as their primary social media in many cases so why do I have to send a picture? Why can't I just send you a text message? I don't understand why it needs to be a separate product. I feel like you could have just done that in Instagram itself, just added more features to Instagram. I don't understand why Twitter hasn't also done something more Instagram-y, right? Where you just have more pictures and, and also something more TikTok-y. And they have actually added a TikTok-like feature now where you just end up and you can swipe indefinitely. So I feel like they're all converging on the same product. So it doesn't make sense to me why threads and uh, Instagram are different things, except for a slap in the face to Elon saying, ha, I can copy you if I want to. Uh, so anyway, I've got a bit, bit of a tangent there, but I think that's, they're the, the big things. Like people have forgotten that Mark should be the enemy and there's already 2 billion plus people already using Instagram. So it's very easy for them to at least download it and try it. And you almost could just fall into using it because all of your other Instagram friends are already using it. And maybe we can unpack some of those points a little bit more, but I'm keen to hear why you don't think threads can survive given the advantages that it's got. It's a con. It's a big con. It's a way for Mark to get everybody back into Facebook without actually calling it Facebook. Think about it. What is threads? It's a way to post text, images, videos, it's a different format. It's a format that's more popular right now, which is the Twitter format, right? It's the one that is growing again. People don't want to use Facebook because it's grandma's platform. My dad uses Facebook. There's no way I'm going on Facebook, so I don't want him tagging me in everything. I don't know about you. My, my grandparents use Facebook. You know, they're, they're pushing 70, 80. They're on Facebook. I'm not going on Facebook ever. But with Threads, he got me on exactly... Oh, he won't get me. Yeah. He's getting people on exactly the same format exactly the same product that he used to have. It's just a new UI. And better yet, it's not just linking their Instagram account. It is their Instagram account. You download and And this is a separate conversation, but I don't feel like those user sign-up record numbers are... I think they're a bit they misleading. misleading. If you get your existing users to download a separate app and then log in with exactly the same account, there's no difference. It's just an extension of that account. There's no like linking to user ID. It is that account. You can't really say that you have user signup numbers. It's your existing accounts, mate. It's your auth system. Yeah, that's right. It's not, it's not valid until you see monthly actives. Uh, and Exactly. But here's the thing. It's the same platform. So already we've seen, you know, key figures in politics are already getting flagged and removed from the platform. If you try and follow them, there's a full screen warning that tells you that they've been fact-checked by independent fact-checkers multiple times and that you should be careful when following them. So those sort of antics that Facebook loves to pull is already going to lose them a significant portion of the politically active population of the United States. And then you have people like me who download the app, go to create an account, go to sign in, I should say, and then just sort of think, you know what? I don't want this permanently like active part of Facebook with me. I don't want this 
privacy invasive part of Facebook with me. It's so privacy invasive that they're not launching in the European Union at all because they're going to run afoul of data laws immediately. And they know it and they don't want to be sued. I think the biggest problem is they actually can't adhere to the legislation in the EU. There's, There's some legislation that, and I can't remember the name exactly, it's about automatically opting people into a like expanding a platform. So it's like, so you're already in Instagram and so you sign in with threads and now you're basically just signing in with Instagram and opening up the data between mm-hmm. those two organizations, effectively separate organizations. And I, I think that's where it is illegal mm-hmm. in the EU. And so they haven't released or it's borderline the way that they've done it. And so they actually... Can't, they would run afoul of data laws immediately if they launched over there. And so they need to find a way around that in the EU. Also, why does the app need my fitness information, my payment information, my payment histories? How are they going to send question, you ads right? if they don't need everything about you, Pat? Well, that's the thing. It's just like, I don't think about this phrase very often, but it came to my mind immediately, which was that if you're not paying for it, you are the product. Yeah, and I just thought I am I am Mark's product. Oh, it's his 100%. same old trick. He sells private information. He can't think of any other way to monetize any product ever. So he just sells people's information to advertisers and God knows who else. Who else? You know. I think. But again, it's just it it's just Facebook is all it is. It's trying to get people back onto that Facebook train, and it's not going to work. I mean, it's already dying in in some ways we're seeing uh the the activity die down you go on twitter now to see people reporting back saying you know is the block party over is that big like excitement rush of the new platform everyone's going there and having fun because all it is it's just it is it's just instagrammers right and i don't know about you like instagram reels are funny some of the comments are funny but the people who are actually like influencing instagram are insufferable you know it's 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 like we're talking about like Insta shopping channels that just sell complete garbage or, you know, people who think they're influencers because they go to the beach and take a bunch of photos and they don't really have a future on threads, but they're trying to have a future on threads. And to answer your other question, which is why, uh, why is Twitter so small? I think that their growth got seriously inhibited, like their growth was massive mm. in the early days. I think their growth got inhibited uh, after they took that sort of... Um, you know, they did most certainly have like a political leaning <laughs> in it and a political infor- like enforcement oh, leaning. extreme woke leftist. Yeah. It was like, I, I was legitimately afraid to tweet anything because I was worried that my career would get ruined for nothing. Well, your Twitter um, career. And I was just, I was just Twitter tweeting about, yeah. And I was just tweeting out about programming and all I was, just, I was just tweeting yeah. about programming. That's it. Right. And I was worried, <laughs> but now it's like, now it's almost like it, 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 it is, it claims to have gone to the center, but let's be honest, because the other side, that, that, that side of politics has completely fled the platform almost completely to places like Mastodon, to places like Blue is Sky. Is this the leftist? Not to places like Threads. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's sort of swung a l- little bit to the That's right just as well. That's the volume of content. I don't think the platform is, in like, the platform isn't incentivizing that. Elon has been very open to say that, you know, he really wants to yes. have both sides of that debate on the platform. Yeah, they just aren't interested in participating. Exactly. They'd rather, you know, it's it's going off to, you know, their their own place. Like, okay, screw it. We'll that worries me a little again. bit because you're going to get all of these people in this echo chamber. 
So there's no debate. It's everybody agreeing with everybody. And all that does is make opinions more extreme. But what I love about it is community notes is that community notes is, is one of the better things that's ever happened to Twitter. I know that it was there already. Technically, it was called Birdwatch. Uh, but the current implementation of it is just really great. It's just appearing everywhere. It's even appearing on advertisements. So you'll have advertisers running these massive advertising campaigns. And then community notes slaps an app, a note on their tweet, their promoted tweet that just says, this is a scam. Amazing. So wait, what is community notes? So community notes is a open source implementation uh, of a way to add context to tweets. Oh. So this is the same base system they used to put tweets on, for example, Donald Trump's uh, tweets back in the day. But now it can be added to any tweet. So you can go in there as a note editor, which anyone can become. And you can write a community note and say, you know, this is false. Here is the true context of what actually happened and linked to like a Wikipedia article I or something like that. Or something to a news like article. that. There was a, a camera, yep. this t like um, a tiny little video camera, and it looked about the size of your pinky finger in the ad. And then there mm -hmm. was this big community context mm -hmm. thing that said, it's actually about four centimeters by four centimeters and needs a power supply connected to it. So it was a total scam. It's brilliant, uh, isn't it? Yeah, you can't use these, you can't get away with it with community notes. And then what happens is people have to come and vote on it. But the interesting way this works is it's obviously once you have enough data, it's algorithmically quite simple to find out people's political leanings. Yes. Right. You just you just monitor what sort of content they interact with and what they report. As another example, it requires that people from different viewpoints actually agree on the note to be shown, which sounds which sounds like it would never happen. But apparently it happens more often yeah. than not. <laughs> like people will actually come together and say, you know what? That's fair. I agree. Fair enough. Good on you. That should be the promoted community note and it shows up. You do get abuse of it sometimes. I have seen it once or twice, but it seems to vanish very, very quickly. So once, you know, the other side will notice that this note has been spam promoted to the top or something like that, which is supposed to be resistant to. Um, it, it goes down extremely quickly and, and the note disappears off the tweet. Of course, you are getting, it's sort of, as with the internet, everything gets abused. So you're seeing joke community notes trying to get promoted all the time. So if you do have access to the community notes tab, it's uh, one thing you'll see all the time is a joke tweet. For example, you know, I saw one with, uh, this is one I, was, I, was, I sent you, actually, I sent a screenshot of it because I thought it was very funny. Uh, Jack just tweeted out a picture I of a, saw this and I didn't understand. Of a spaceship. I saw the message. I didn't understand the context. <laughs> and there was a community note which was about to be shown on Twitter, which says Jack may in fact be high on peyote, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was just like the funny one of the funniest things. I'm like, okay, but you can't have that on the note, right? That's against it. Um, but this is not about threads. Does threads have a similar feature to that? Because that's a real killer feature from Twitter. They have independent fact checkers, the same as Facebook, which I don't trust yeah. at all. Independent. I don't know about you. Who's I don't trust these, these people. Independent fact yeah. checkers. Because if they're on, if well, they're on Facebook payroll, then they are not independent. No, they're independent organisations on Facebook payroll. They're not. Not no. on Facebook's payroll. So they're doing it out of the goodness of. The oh, they, they are. I mean, they they are being paid for it. They are being paid for it. But we're talking about when you actually look into it, they're people like journalists. For example, who have never they're people who most definitely have swayed by opinions. large amounts of money before. Journalists would never say <laughs> something untrue for a large amount of money ever because 
No journalist exactly. would do that. Because, I know, you know some whoever... journalists wouldn't do it. No, I don't know about you, but I just like whenever I see independent fact checker, I'm just like, I don't trust you at all. Who the hell are you? Like, who? What, do you have a name? Do you have a history? Can I look into it? It's an independent it? fact checker organization owned by Meta. <laughs> it's completely independent. Yeah, exactly. No, it's precisely. It's 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 the sort of thing that says, "Hey, you know what?" And and that's what this is a great thing about community notes is it's more democratized. It's the people actually using the platform coming together to agree that, "Hey, you know what? This mm. is in fact the truth and fair and there should be the context on it," rather than some person who you don't know off in a building somewhere in God knows what location in the United States, working for God knows what organization that's being funded by God knows what arm of Meta as a brand. It's not trustworthy. And we've already saw that during, you know, just to go into politics extremely briefly here, during the during the US uh, election recently with a Hunter Biden laptop, when Facebook completely banned discussion of that, saying it was a conspiracy theory and it turned out to be completely oh, true, uh, true, right? So it was... That that is that is the danger of having these independent organizations rather than community driven context notes in real time. The community may get it wrong, but the independent organization got it massively wrong. And so did Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Facebook has proven that they can't be trusted with your data. They've proven that time and time again. They can't be. Oh, Mark has proven that since the beginning, right? Mark, he's never been able to handle your data properly. He's just had a terrific PR training. He's also, yeah, like he's also good at cover, like dealing dealing with the fallout. He's one of those move fast and break things type people. The problem is he's moving fast with your personal mm. information. And if he breaks stuff, like there's no mm. compensation for the people that were affected by those data breaches. None. Yep. It's not like there was any payout at all. It's the same in Australia, I suppose. Did Optus have to pay any money to the people that were affected in their data breach? I don't think so. They had to pay for my new license. Probably only negative side effect. Yeah, which, you know, fair enough. But I, I get like, if you look at the European, uh, European Union, which you can say that their laws are restrictive and like, you know, almost suffocating sometimes that you have to deal with. The companies get slapped with these fines. They do lose millions and millions and millions of dollars. They probably don't care about it at mm. the end of the day. But... At least there's some sort of enforcement of it and actually very rigid enforcement of it in the EU. They don't let you go. And the away people won't get away with it either because they see a paycheck. They're like, ooh, this person's breaching a time. Go to sue them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten anything from a class action lawsuit. I'm still waiting for something I've bought to actually uh, to get, you know, slammed with a defect or something like that. There's people that, there's trolls that just sit around like looking through websites going, oh, not GDPR compliant, are we? <laughs> I'm technically not launching the EU, so uh, leave me alone, mate. You have the geoblock, right? Don't you have the geoblock? Do you? Well, if you're available in the EU, are you not? Well, here's a question, because I'm about to launch something and I don't have GDPR or a terms of service set up, but you can purchase the product. You can't log into an account. Do I have to have GDPR to remove your payment like history from the company? Because I need to retain that for legal reasons. That's interesting. I don't know the answer to that question. I technically don't collect anything beyond your email and name. Yeah, it's not an account so much as it's just a transaction record. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're on your own there. I have no idea. That's When you find out, let me know. Because I'm sure I'll need that information at some point in the future. Now, Elon Musk, what's his reaction so far to Threads? 
Do you reckon that he's suing them just as another PR thing? Like Elon's not afraid of using lawyers to do all sorts of things. He's currently suing. Did you see that? So just as a random... He's suing Twitter's lawyers. He's suing Twitter's lawyers who made him buy Twitter. (laughs) Yep. He's he's claiming what? That they charged them too much or something like that? Financial fiduciary was breached. Didn't they... They charged, I can't remember what the number was, but it was a lot of money. Oh, well, you know, they're a law firm in America for a big tech company. What do you think they're going to do? Our lawyers take us to the cleaners and we're a tiny little friendly company. Yeah, uh, that's that's great. So uh, I, I wondered if the, the Meta, su- sorry, Elon or Twitter suing Meta was just for the marketing. It's like one of those marketing activities. You get a lot of people talking about Twitter, which will probably drive people to Twitter. Uh, well, now technically he hasn't sued them yet. He sent a cease and desist. Oh, sorry, so my, he's my sent, mistake. Yeah, he said, you know what? And actually, the 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 reasons he states in his letter, which was published online, is that many ex Twitter employees who had restraint periods, meaning that they're not allowed to go work for competitors in the same space, went in to work directly on threads are they enforceable in the states oh yeah oh yeah 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 restraint periods are a big deal in the united states unlike in australia where no one really cares about them you can't enforce it by law really yeah you can't because as long as you don't take any trade secrets but any knowledge that Mm -hmm. you gain in the in the uh the process of doing your job you can take to another organization and so i don't know if you've read the restraint clauses in most contracts in australia they're so broad reaching that they're they're completely unenforceable. So the one one my last restraint, one that I signed, meant I couldn't work in IT for the next two years. Because it's like <laughs> you can't work for anybody in the same industry or anybody that we've dealt with or anybody that we might have or that we might deal with in the future. So that's basically everybody. But I feel that that's also what happens with these restraint clauses is they usually start off very specific. So they'll say that you cannot work for any other, let's say we worked at Tesla, you can't work for any other car manufacturer in Queensland or in Brisbane. And then it'll go up a level and say, you can't work for any automotive related industry in Queensland. Yes, correct. And it'll just get further up and up and up. As they lose various lawsuits, they then try and fall back to the next ones. They have buffer zones to get to the, the next possible route to stop you. Elon has successfully sued a former Tesla employee who went to work for another company and took trade secrets with him reportedly on a laptop. That's definitely enforceable in Australia, though. Absolutely. If we assume that these ex-Twitter employees did, in fact, go to build threads, they sort of might have taken some specialized knowledge, whether it was inside their head or not, in order to build threads, a, a direct copycat competitor. Now... Someone from Meta has actually come out and publicly stated that there is nobody working from Twitter, ex-Twitter employees working on threads, and that's ridiculous. I don't think he would have launched the cease and desist unless he knew there was at least one, although he might have just heard from somebody around, oh, there's ex-Twitter employees. He probably would be like, okay, send him a cease and desist. Let's see what happens. Again, it could just be a marketing employee, and that cease and desist is a hell of a lot cheaper than suing them, so... But for the moment, Twitter, uh, sorry, Meta has to do full document and email evidence preservation so they can't delete anything. But, you know, they will. If they delete it anyway, everyone deletes everything. Um, let's see what happens with that. That's going to be extremely interesting if Threads gets pulled in a few days as part of the cease and desist. Do you, I, you know what? I don't think Mark, even if he had a team of ex-Twitter engineers working on Threads, would for a second 
pause the service, even if he thought he was fully guilty. Oh, he would he keep that thing going forever. Yeah. No, yeah, he just, just keeps it going. Fight it in court. He's probably yeah. maybe Elon sent that message across just to make his uh, make Mark's life more difficult. It's like, here, here's a cease and desist. Now you have a whole lot of extra paperwork you need to do. Have fun. Just when I thought, just when I thought Elon and Mark were starting to get along and they're going to have a friendly little match in the Thunderdome, uh, it's not happening. They're they're back at each other's throats. So this is an interesting development. Is this a play by both of them just to make them both more relevant? Again, it's a great way to get everybody talking. I just, I, you know, I really think that this is about, well, you know, it's in, like, if you've seen the meme going around, it's actually kind of true, right? Twitter is trying to be YouTube. YouTube is trying to be TikTok. TikTok is trying to be uh, <laughs> Instagram. Instagram is trying to be Threads and Threads is trying to be Twitter. So you have this like whole cycle of, uh, of social media companies trying to copy each other. But it really is. It, it really is Facebook just trying to meta, trying to bring back Facebook. How do we get people back onto the Facebook, the, the text slash image slash video based platform? We still have them on Instagram. It's our only thing we still have users on outside of what um, WhatsApp how do we get them back onto a different social media platform and sort of continue this, this like big wheel, this big wheel of rotating our social media platforms and acquisitions where we keep our users. We stay relevant. We stay the ones with the big media platform right now. It's, it's gotta be that in his mind. It's like my diatribe that I went on earlier that you've got a, like a set of features. Nobody's being innovative. Like TikTok mm. was actually innovative or they just copied Vine and managed to make it was it highly work. addictive is what it was yeah. I mean, it was innovative in and in how addictive it was and and you know yeah yes you're right it did copy vine it most definitely did copy vine uh and you know elon should probably bring vine back but holy moly that thing is that that is addictive on another level and now yeah. youtube's getting there as well right their algorithm is just brilliant for for keeping you on the platform constantly watching the next video what fascinates me is that tiktok is still a thing even though mm. Uh, Instagram is doing it. So people who are on Instagram don't like, and all the same videos get uploaded on all platforms. So you can watch the same thing on Instagram, on same thing on YouTube and the same thing on TikTok, but TikTok, but people still use TikTok. And I wonder, What's I, thought, the demographic? I thought they could get killed by the fact that YouTube just had all the same content. Everybody's already on YouTube. The kids don't want YouTube. They see it as a millennial thing. They don't want Instagram. They see it as a, a millennial thing. They don't want anything to do with it. The kids want to be on their own platform and TikTok is their sort of um, their place to be, right? But it is this convergence of that's that's the, there hasn't been much else innovative in this space, right? You, you know, you had Twitter was innovative. Then you had Instagram, which was innovative. And then you've got, you know, like WhatsApp was kind of because of the end-to-end -end encrypted messaging. That was, I, I think it was one of the first ones that I know of that was doing that. And then TikTok has come out. I don't believe it's encrypted at all. <laughs> I think it is. It's just that Facebook reads it at either side. You know, like yeah. it's encrypted yeah. in the air. So nobody else but Facebook knows how to read it. Oh, yay. Yeah, exactly. That makes me feel so safe. But, and now they're it's all... It's backdoored for sure. And now they're all just converging on the same feature set. And each large company is trying to capture, uh, trying mm. to grow the market as one. It's not a zero-sum game, but they are trying to capture larger sections, sections of the market. It does worry me. So there's, I think EU has some antitrust laws as well, which might be another problem for threads over there. Just the fact that Facebook Meta has bought up so many different similar apps and reducing the competition. So they bought WhatsApp, they bought Messenger, they've got Facebook, they've got Instagram, now they've got threads. And so they're, 
that's very anti-competitive because you have a single parent company uh, basically drowning out all of the competitors in that space. So that, and that concerns me on so many levels, just the idea of Facebook owning everything. And they're invasive. We know that. You have their app on their phone and they will scrape every piece of information they can get off your phone. And so, you know, the phone manufacturers keep spending, they keep adding new restrictions that prevent Facebook from scraping as much data. So they used to know every app you had because there was an algorithm that you could run on iOS to check if an app was installed. So they would basically just have a list of every app that they cared about and then, you know, run this in the background and see if every app was installed. Uh, on Android as well, there's so many back doors that you can use to find out personal information. And we know that they're doing that. And the more apps mm -hmm. you have from them on the phone is the larger surface area for them to be able to extract that information off. And that's scary, right? Just and again, you're the product. So Facebook is going yeah. to monetize your data according to their privacy mm -hmm. policy, which nobody reads in any way they can. Which is extremely broad. Basically, it just says we get everything. We get everything and uh, you maintain ownership over nothing of your personal information. Don't forget, we even had emails from inside Apple as high up as Steve Jobs to, uh, talking about, you know, the Apple situation and how they're going to delist Facebook if they don't oh, remove yeah. these features from the app immediately, right? And what did he, he, I think he called, ended up calling feces book in every email. He had like an auto replace on his Mac. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Which is brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so... Is this bad for Twitter? I don't know. I, th I don't think so. It could be good for Twitter. Uh, yeah, you know what? I feel like you, there's seven alternatives to Twitter now. We've now got Threads. We've got Mastodon. We've got Blue Sky. We've got Truth Social. We've got uh, uh, Parler was the one that Kanye West tried to buy. We've got... So many platforms now. Even even Jack Jack Dorsey was tweeting about it on Twitter, so he's back. You know how's how's does he even post on Blue Sky anymore? I don't know. Does he does he dual post? Is he is he cross posting these posts? I don't know what's going on because he's just constantly on Twitter, replying to things, posting out things, talking to Elon. I, I feel like he's um he can't decide what's going on. He was gone for a long time on Blue Sky only. And then he returned and made this uh, a quote of JFK, I think it was, saying, like, destroy the CIA and scatter it to the wind in a mil million pieces or something like that. With the, the, uh, the, the, the uh, interpretation that the community had being, oh, you just got national security lettered, right? So some alphabet agency in the United States just came to you and told you to break apart any yeah. encryption that you had on Blue Sky and give them full access immediately which inevitably happens if you have a popular platform yeah. which has encryption. Eventually, a government agency will come to you, tell you to do something and not talk about it. Um, and uh, now he's back uh, on Twitter. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. But I feel like the if there was any place for people to go outside of Twitter now, it's just fragmented their options even more. It's just yeah. diluted too many. Which, whichever one, yeah, whichever one was like, going to get the... Go? But that's why I think Instagram... The, sorry, Threads has got a chance because people are already there. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but like I feel like they're only going to scoop up the Instagram crowd, which, yeah, it's a lot of people. There's users on Instagram, so... And there's probably an overlap. Yeah, but it's also... It's 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 like millennials, mostly. It's um, 
like I don't I use Instagram, but I only use it because people send me messages on Instagram, which means I'm actually using Facebook Messenger technically. I just don't want to download Facebook Messenger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, they're not going to get they're not going to get me, mate. Um, but <laughs> never. <laughs> like, it, 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 yeah, exactly. I'll be on Twitter until I die. Um, I don't know. I feel like this just isn't bad for Elon. I feel like for he, for he might be panicking a little bit, but I'm just not seeing it. I'm panicking? not seeing it. I don't reckon he's panicking. I think I think Twitter's getting better, is what I'm thinking. I was doing some instant messaging today, and the experience has improved quite a lot. Yeah, I haven't done any instant messaging in a while. No, well, it's, it's sort of weird to instant message on Twitter, isn't it? But I'm hoping it can pick up a little bit if we can just get you know a bit of people. It's so strange that I've gone from absolutely hating Twitter and thinking it's the cancer of the internet to actually wanting it to succeed. What happened? Um. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been on Twitter forever and it's like the only thing I've always used it for news. I've been interacting a mm. bit more because I think more interesting content for me is getting surfaced of late. I can't stop posting. I can't stop posting. You should see my replies. I'm just replying to everybody in my, in my for you feed. I'm just like, yes, no, yes. Use next JS. Well, it's extremely entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to succeed. I don't know. I'm just I'm rooting for Elon. I'd kind of prefer that he was working on rockets. I still think I still think Elon is net positive. I'm, yeah, that's right. I'm and I'm still on my my bandwagon of uh, Mark is net negative, Elon net positive. So I'm going for I'm going for Elon here. Have you seen that new ball in Las Vegas? No. Oh my god! You know how we're talking about now. This is not. This might be a bit premature to compare it to that. But you know how we keep talking about how humanity doesn't build any huge structures anymore? Impressive, like, grand structures. Yeah. We've just done it. This how thing is, is a massive... It's enormous is how big it is. You can you probably see this thing from space. I don't know about that, but I'm making it up. You, it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> so for context, there's this massive ball, which is just covered in LED lights. And what you can do now with it is now project things on the outside. So, for example, you can make it look like the planet. Wow. Or you can make it look like water. Or you can make it look like a basketball is the thing that they're doing at the moment. You can make it look like a giant eye. And so there's this massive attraction in the middle wow. of the city, which everyone can see and from any point, which is just gorgeous. It's it's a great work. It is actually a great work. It looks like the moon. They got. I'm just watching a video of it now, and they've made it look like the moon at one point. And Earth... Man, that is cool. Now, how much it cost? Tell me. $2.3 billion. Sorry, what? Yeah, billion with a B. What's it made out of? Gold? <laughs> it's very big. For context, guys, you have to go online and see this. It's a enormous great work. Sorry, $2.5 billion. My apologies. And no one seems to know it was being built. It's just appeared overnight. Now, that's obviously not true. People knew it was being built, but the general public doesn't seem to have um, clued on to it. It's honestly just appeared. This is the sort of thing that we should be building here. Now, maybe not a giant ball with with LEDs on the the outside, but just great works. You need something to inspire people to to walk past and say, damn, you know what? That's an impressive structure. That's money well spent. So it's actually a stadium on the inside. Is it? Inside the sphere, it can accommodate nearly 18,000 people for concerts, movies, and some sporting events. Oh my God, it gets better. The ball has got everything. (laughs) 
That's incredible. You know what you could do? You could project the inside of the stadium onto the outside of the stadium. So apparently it has 1.2 million LEDs. Wow. 366 feet tall. So that's like 100 and something meters tall. Is that right? Yeah. So about 110 meters, something like that. Imagine driving down the road and seeing this thing. Largest spherical structure in the world. Until Dubai sees it. Dubai is going to be pissed that they just got outdone by Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm actually, you know, there's going to be like a brand new island in the ocean that is a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go to uh, Las Vegas. Honestly, this is like one of those things that you're just like, you know what? I actually wouldn't mind seeing this in real life. It's actually an attraction that you go to see. This is the one. Yeah, I want to see this over the Eiffel Tower. I feel like. I feel like Australia is known for the big things. Like we've got the big banana and the big pineapple. and The big cockroach. Other big things. The big got. plant. <laughs> uh, as our tourist attractions around, around, around the we country. We've got a big boomerang. We should have one of those, surely. We should have a big boomerang with 1.2 million LEDs. <laughs> and, projecting. and you can see the inside of the boomerang on the outside of the boomerang. <laughs> We could make a we could make a boomerang shaped stadium. I just don't know what. <laughs> I don't think you can play anything in that stadium. That's that's genuinely the, the, the yeah. I don't think you can play anything in that stadium. That's not possible. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Twitter versus Threads debate as well. Uh, if we've missed anything, got anything wrong, call it out. We'd we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at a at the the. You can find me on Twitter at, at PatSnacks, P-A-T-S-N-A-C-S. Yes, I'm on Twitter as well, at Kelvin Bullwinkle. And you will not find me on threads. Yeah, I'm also not on threads. I'm afraid to create an account. <laughs> so maybe we're a little bit biased. <laughs> or you can go find our social media in full description, as well as any links that we websites we mentioned in the uh, episode, including the threads, at techhuddle.show. Thanks for joining us this week, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye.